All right, day 288. This is really day 288. We uh, messed up on some of the days <laughs> we recorded in advance. Yeah. So this is really day 288. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Mm. All right. First Thessalonians. Slept on. Slept on. This Best book is so secret. dope. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. Tough. All right. Here's the scene of what goes on. Yeah. Um, Acts 17. Acts Paul 17. in Thessalonica mm. plants his church. This is a church that Paul really doesn't stay with for a long time. Short. Stays with a short Three time. Three weeks, I believe. Yep. Then he's gone for some years. Yeah. And then he comes back, right? And so I think... But this is a group, like, Paul had to leave because they're like, yo, Paul, they after your head, yo. If you don't mm -hmm. get out of here, it's a wrap. I had to slide. Yeah, peace. So Paul leaves, and you have this church that starts under persecution. Mm -hmm. And the picture that came to my mind is this, bro. It's like um, getting this, like, new plant in your house, mm -hmm. and you get it, and you have to leave and go on a trip, and you're just gone for weeks. And you hear the power went out in your house. The AC went out. Yeah. Nobody came over to water the plant like they should. Mm. And so in your mind, it's a, dag, this is a new fresh plant. It needed all this love and care. Mm. I'm going to go home and have to pick up all these wilted leaves off of the ground. Mm. And Paul comes back and he's like, yo, this joint turned into a tree, right? This right. is the church at Thessalonica. It was mm. his baby church that was left alone in yeah. hard times. Yeah. And it should have crumbled, but Paul's mm. going to look and say, nah, it's act like y'all have flourished. Mm. And that's dope. And that's how I know that God's with mm. you here. Yep, absolutely. I love yeah. how he starts off. He, he starts off... Uh, just singing their praises. He says, We recall in the presence of our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor motivated by love, and your endurance inspired by hope and our Faith, Lord. love, and hope. Faith, hope, and love. That is, right. those three words are characteristic of Paul's entire theology. Right. right? It's about mm. faith in the Lord Jesus, hope in his return, and mm. the love of him now in the meantime right. and forever. And so he's saying, like, Yo, y'all killing it. Right? right, and one of the things we do in the church, we call out sin, but we have to celebrate faithfulness. Got as well. to celebrate. Paul celebrates their faithfulness. He's right. like, man, y'all been doing well, man. Yep. And, and in the second half, he's gonna say, yo, continue, keep it right. going, encourage it more. But here, he's like, yo, like I heard about it, and that's dope. Like I love it. And then he says, and in, in, in uh, one nine and ten, he gives one of the best summaries of what it means to be a Christian. Mm. He says, yo. We heard about how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, right. whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, just like we've all that's like that's a story not just of Thessalonica, but that's right. a story of John, of yeah. Keith, of Kellum, of De like everybody that's a Christian, you turn to God from idols. Yeah. Right. We were idol worshipers before. And we're waiting on the son of Jesus to come back. I mean, the son of God, uh, Jesus Christ to come back. And he, and all throughout this book, he's going to talk about the second coming. Right. And we're going to get into it more because the second coming is one of the most important doctrines of the faith that we always leave out. And it's slept on. Slept on. Yeah. Yeah, yo. But this this part right here, man, a few things because the intro is so good. Yeah. His When he talks about repentance, he's mm -hmm. like, look, y'all turned from idols. Yeah. But you turn to God. Yeah. Repentance ah. is headed somewhere to some place. Yes. It's not just turning away from sin. You can turn mm, away mm, from one kind of mm. sin 
to a bunch of other kinds of sins. Yeah. But repentance is no, I turn from sin and I turn towards God. And the best thing, Paul's going to say, yo, this is how I know the gospel came in power. Because yeah. y'all did this in the midst of persecution. Persecution, in this sense, is a hmm. gift because it lets you know the authenticity of somebody's faith. Yeah. They aren't becoming Christians just because it's going to get them ahead nah, in life. Nah, There's nah. this real authentic faith. So two things came to mind for me. The first one is this, man, there is not a scenario that God can't use for his glory, mm, right? Mm, we mm. think hard times are a barrier for people to come to faith, uh, mm. but it's actually the bridge that God's going to use to bring folks to faith. Amen. So mm. a special shout out to for all the people listening to the podcast that came to faith in the pandemic, right? Wow, wow. Paul would look at you and say, y'all are proof of the power of the gospel, God, God that mm. even in persecution, in a pandemic, the gospel spoke to you in such a way mm. that out of all the death that surrounded you, God brought you to life. And that's how powerful the gospel is. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. And in chapter two, bro, he starts to say like, yo, man, like, don't think I'm shady, right? I really wanted to come back to y'all, right? Um, but I couldn't, right? And he's like, "Yo, you know, you know me, fam. Like, you know my way of life before you, right?" And he's like, "Yo, man, like we were entrusted with the gospel, so we speak." He's like, "You know, I spoke not to please people, but God, mm. right? Who examines our hearts?" And then he says, "We didn't seek glory from people, either from you or from others." The thing is, that's crazy. Is Paul is gonna say, "Yo, I spoke to please God. I didn't speak to please or impress man." Right. God used. His preaching right. of the gospel to this church yeah. to save a bunch of people. Right. One of the things I just thought about in my own heart is the way I can try to speak to impress people. Right. 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 And you know, I've, I read, I recently read uh, Saint Augustine, uh, yeah. his book Confessions, and one of the things he brings up over and over and over again in his book. This is Saint Augustine. This is for those who don't know, early church father, one of the, probably the greatest Christian your theologian. favorite theologian's favorite theologian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like favorite, rapper, favorite. Rapper. He's <laughs> right. your favorite theologian's favorite theologian. Yeah. In his book, it's a memoir of his life. Yeah. The whole thing is a prayer to God. Really dope book. Mm. Um, he says so many quotes about the praise of men, how he just right. lusted after it. Mm. And this one really stuck with me. He says, I wish that words of praise from other men did not increase the joy I feel for any good qualities I may have. Mm. Yet I confess that it does increase my joy. Mm. And it's just, yo, like, that's a struggle I think we all have. But I yeah. think we're uh, kind of trying to like uh, damper the God, the flame of the gospel right. when we don't just speak freely out right. of what Christ has done for us yeah. and what the scriptures really says. Paul is saying, no, I spoke to you guys the word of truth, right, to please Christ yeah. and look what it has done. Right. Yeah. 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 And Paul's going to say, yo, the package that I brought it to y'all was, yo, I didn't just give you the gospel, yeah. but I gave you the gospel and my life. Mm -hmm. right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah truth's got to be tangible. All right, look, mm. if truth is not tangible, it is nothing more than trivia. Mm. Good facts That's that good, don't bro. really do anything to change us. Yeah. But in this text, Paul's going to compare himself. Like, like Paul's going to be like um, Casey and JoJo in All My Life, where he's like, you know, close to me, I'm like your, your mother. Close <laughs> to me, you're like my father. Yeah. Paul's going to be like, yo... I was like your mama. Yeah. I care for y'all. I was like your pops. I loved y'all. And he's just really going to say, no, no, no. The gospel is more than just a message that's hurled from the sky. It's mm. meant to be packaged in an embodied way, person to person. And Paul's saying, man, that's the 
that's how I serve that dish mm. to y'all. And Paul said, man, y'all are chips off the old block because y'all are right. doing the same thing in the Gospels, continuing to go forth Absolutely. in power. Yep. Yeah. And in, again, this is in spite of persecution, right? right. So he's going to be like, yo... Man, you remember, bro, like, it was hot in them streets for me. Right. I had to get up out. <laughs> and I couldn't even come back to holler at y'all because it was just rough. I had to send Timothy. Right. And Timothy was the one who had to encourage you guys and all that. And he's like, yo, you know that we are appointed to this, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, yo, in fact, when we were with you, we told you in advance right. that we were going to experience affliction, right. right? As you know, it happened. The promise of the gospel is a promise of suffering, right? right? Like mm. it, over and over throughout the scriptures, Paul is going to say, the, the biblical authors are going to say that to be, believe and follow Jesus is partly to sign up for suffering. Right. And in this day and age, they didn't have the freedom of religion like we have now, right? right? There was pressure in Thessalonica to worship the Greco-Roman gods. In fact, Acts 17 they was declaring there was another king that was not Caesar. Right. So and they were saying, yo, Jesus is king. Yep. And so, like, I think we just read it with Western eyes, bro, and just think, like, oh, like it was just, you know, going to church every Sunday. Nah, like they were really, Cass was really losing their lives right. for their faith. And Paul is just like, yo, still, he's like, yo, stand firm. Right. Stand firm in the Lord. He says, as a matter of fact, you I, he says, I live if you stand firm right. in the Lord. Yeah. Right? And so Paul, even even in the midst of, of physical distance, right. there's this uh, relational connection between Paul and this church yep. to the point that if I endure, John endures, right? right. If John endures, I endure. Yep. Yeah. And so Paul's going to go on and what he's going to do is he's going to instruct the church about the holy way of life. But before he gets there, he's going to prime that pump mm. by showing this prayer. And he's like, man, I'm praying that this is what God would do, that God would establish you in holiness. And I love chapter four for a few yeah. reasons. One is this, like you said, Paul encourages them to walk, right? So Paul's going to say, no, no, look, as you've done this, continue to do it Keep more on, and more. The best way to get people to walk holy mm. is to look at where they are already taking those steps. Oh, that's good. And celebrate good how pastor. they're taking those steps. Yeah, yeah, And yes. you encourage people to move along. Like, you don't have to criticize everybody towards holiness. There is a way to do it where you celebrate mm. the baby steps that they take, right? When mm. my daughter first learned how to walk, I didn't criticize her that she fell. I celebrated when she put one foot in front of the next, even though it was clumsy. And that's what Paul does here. Mm. And the point that he's going to say is this, right? Paul's going to say, man, um, I want y'all to keep away from sexual immorality. And he's going to start off verse three for this is God's will. All right. Yeah. Let's remove the mystery out of God's will. Yeah. God's will is not hard to find. God's will too. is hard to follow. Mm, right. Mm, mm. God's will is not hard to find. Right. You come in this text in first Thessalonians two times, right yeah. here. And then at the end, Paul's going to say, rejoice always mm. pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. Why? For this is God's will, will for you. Right? Don't eat of the tree, right? God's will Been clear. is clear. It's not hard to find. Yeah. It's hard to follow. Mm. And Paul knows that if people are going to follow, um, that he's got to encourage them. Bro, and here's the crazy thing. As Paul gives this sexual ethic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of purity and holiness, mm. Right, especially in the day and age that we live in, where everybody's sexual ethic is kind of being piecemealed. Mm. Paul saying, "No, no, look, look, look. 
Paul's saying, hey, I want you to know this. And then at the end of this, he's going to be like, you know, listen, anybody that rejects this is rejecting the Holy Spirit. Mm. So Paul's going to put some weight on this, the way you exercise, yeah. right? Like This is not about the desires that you have. It's not about what you feel on the inside. Paul's saying, no, no, no. The way that you carry that out mm. should be informed by somebody that's not just you, but is by the designer of this thing. Mm. And Paul's saying it out of love in the context of encouraging people to do these things, right? Yeah. So Paul's not critiquing, Paul's not condemning anybody. He's trying to encourage people to do the things that'll lend to flourishing. Mm. Absolutely, man. And then also, bro, not just encouragement, but just comfort too. So yeah. at the end of four, like in this young church, mm. they had uh, church members who died, right? Early on in the church. And you know what Paul does? He grounds the comfort and the hope that they have in the second coming of Christ. Yeah. And mm. then I don't even have time to read it, but he says, he gives this whole spill about how, you know, the dead will rise first and we'll always be with the Lord, he says. Yeah. We'll go to meet him in the air. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. Right. But he says, yo, encourage one another with these words. I think we will be a lot more encouraged, John, if we talked more, not about how he's going to come or when, right. but that he's coming back. And listen, y'all. That he's coming back to get us. That's so good. And when... And when he says these words, encourage one another with these words. Let me tell you firsthand from personal experience, mm, mm. it works, yes, right? Yes. So somebody asked me on IG the the a uh, few days ago, are you 100% sure that God exists? Mm. And I said, 100, absolutely. Mm. No doubt in my mind. Mm. How do I know? Mm. April 14th, 2015, the morning of the day that my brother died, mm. I heard a guy preach mm. a sermon from this text. Really? This text. That's incredible, bro. Mark Dever preached in Orlando. Really? From this text, the only sermon I heard at the conference, we went to dinner with him that night. And while I was at dinner with him, mm. I get the phone call. I call around. My brother died. And it's a... Mm. So it's like... Yo, what our hope for the future, it doesn't free us from our emotions. Mm. It frees us from the devastating aftershocks of events that are going to befall mm. everybody yeah, yeah. in our young church. That's what I thought about Cornerstone. Uh, I thought about Cornerstone. In our young church, eight months after Sam died, mm. Alfreda Brown passed. Mm. And I'm at the funeral with all these people from her family and our young church. And you know what text I, I preach from? Mm. This text. And wow. you saw people wow. grieving, but at the end you saw them grieving with hope. And what I'm saying is mm. it works to encourage one another with these words. And that's what our view of the end time should do. Our mm. view of the end time mm. is meant to fill us with hope today, right? Mm. It's not meant to bring all this hype and hysteria and he's going to get more into that into the next book that he writes yeah, yeah and i think in five he continues to exhort and encourage and, and tell them like how they should live and the main thing is yo um knowing how to live in preparation for the lord's return mm. is so much more important than knowing the exact timing <laughs> right right knowing the exact timing of the lord's ah, return that's good. we just live in the light right not in the dark mm. because we believe yo 
Jesus is coming. Yeah. And we're going to be with him forever. And we want to be found faithful. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Oh, God, we pray that you would continue to remind us that we can rely on you and you alone. Your will for us in Christ Jesus is that we would rejoice always, that we would always be reminded we have a reason to give thanks, Lord, that we would pray without ceasing, that we would do what we are right now, Father. Not We, we don't have to spend long times on our knees, Lord, but we do need to spend consistent times with our heads bowed, yeah. uh, crying out to you, Father, and being able to give thanks in everything. Not that everything feels great, but we know that you are going to use everything to bring about your will and your glory. Father, help us to be encouraged towards faithfulness. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.